to episode 20 of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. We have a great show for you this week. Uh, kicking things off, Neil, Zach, and Patrick talk about news, uh, all the exciting stuff that we missed last week. After that, Zach and Patrick are joined by long-lost connectable Andy Gergen to talk about the 3DS's durability, whether or not the hardware is kind of shoddy. Closing things out, Neil, Zach, and Patrick once again get together to talk about the eShop and all the great new games and demos that are available for it. So sit back and enjoy. All right, I'm with Zach Miller. Yes. And Patrick Barnett. It's me. <laughs> and I'm Neil Ronahan, and we're going to discuss the news, hit some listener mail. Uh, let's get right into the news, and let's talk about the kind of big stuff that came out of the financial results briefing. Uh, last week. First off, let's get it out of the way. Yes, Nintendo posted a loss for like the first time in 30 years. It's a lot of money. People might think they're screwed. They're not. They have like billions of dollar or billions of yen in reserve. I think they're going to be fine. Um, unless the Wii U fails, then we're pretty screwed. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's get to the actual stuff that we want to talk about instead of boring sales stuff. So there's going to be a new 2D Mario game coming out within the fiscal year. So that means... Yes. Um, most likely either this holiday season or early 2013, uh, by March 31st, 2013 at the latest, we're going to have a totally new 2D Mario game. It's but you guys know it's just going to be like new Super Mario Brothers 3D, right? Probably. Land, or yeah. newer Super Mario Brothers or totally yeah. new Super Mario <laughs> Brothers. Cause that's, that's how we want to refer to it as was that it was totally new. Oh, so. I see. Well, there you go. Maybe it'll be tubular, and maybe the turtles will be in it, and they'll say Calabunga. <laughs> <laughs> Unlockable characters. But um, this kind of surprised me, because I, I think what we all kind of assumed was that that new Super Mario Brothers Me title, that we should, or I guess the, the demo experience that was shown off at E3 last year for Wii U, I kind of assumed that that was going to be a Wii U launch title. Yeah. And it's kind of weird that they would kind of position two side-scrolling Mario games in the same holiday season. Or, I mean, at the very least, if you're going to mention this 3DS side-scrolling Mario game at the financial briefing, and there was something where, let's say, like the Wii U version and the 3DS version would connect in some way, why wouldn't you mention that there's going to be a Wii U and a 3DS version of the game, similar to how they talked about there was going to be a Smash Brothers Wii U and a 3DS version back at E3 last year? Mm Mm-hmm. So that kind of leads me to believe that maybe we're not going to see New Super Mario Bros. Me as a launch title for Wii U, and instead we're going to see this 3DS 2D Mario game instead. What do you guys think? I think they're going to push this to get it out by Christmas, probably, because they saw how well Super Mario 3D Land and Mario Kart 7 sold this past year. Yeah. So I think they're going to push that up and push back New Super Mario Bros. Me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that'll wind up being a, a 2013 release. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that could very well be possible, because then, you know, it's a new Mario game every year. Um, but yeah. Yes, good, let's serialize Mario. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the one thing that kind of annoys me, is that some people are like, God, another Mario game? It's like, the last side-scrolling Mario game, I mean, I guess you can kind of say that 3D Land's, like, inspired by that, but the last new one was New Super Mario Bros. Wii. And by the time this game comes out, that that game's three years old. That's so, true. But can I mean, we all hard. can we all agree that the new Super Mario games feel really lazy? I thought the DS one did. I I really enjoyed the Wii one. I think you know for having that four player mechanic, that was really novel and it was very you know innovative and unique at the time. 
I played the whole and game had... co-op, and it was a lot more fun that way, I think. Oh, I really? Played, I played probably the first four worlds co-op, because um, I ended up, uh, when I got it, then I, I had two friends over, and we just burned through the first four or five worlds. Oh. And then I finished the game single player, and I still enjoyed it. But really, playing that with multiple people, it's a great time, because it's really, I mean, you're assholes to each other throughout the entire thing. <laughs> Right. It's part of the reason why I feel like I'm missing out a little bit with Rayman Origins because I've never, I haven't played that co-op yet. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, I mean, I guess we have a, a 2D side-scrolling Mario to look forward to, which is kind of weird because I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll get it, I'll play it. That, that sounds fun. But like, the Super Mario 3D Land, like that excited me from the moment I heard about it. Yeah. And this game is just kind of like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Maybe like he'll be in a penguin suit again. I thought that was fun. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like I'm more apt to go back and replay either the classic 2D games or stuff like, you know, Super Mario 64 and, and Galaxy, yeah. as opposed to, like, go back and replay New Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. All right, well, uh, I guess let's move on to the next news story, and uh, we'll take a quick detour from the financial reports briefing to talk about Resident Evil Revelations, with Jeez. Zach is now in possession of, uh, um, or Resident Evil Revelate Tons, as there's <laughs> so, a misspelling on the spine label, right? Um, which is very humorous. It also, is. I guess maybe because of the misspelling of the spine label, or for some other arcane reasons, like the fact that I think pre-orders were very, very low, Resident Evil Revelations, which really? was previously announced as $50, is going to go back down to 40 well, that's which nice. is pretty cool. Yeah. Still don't know why it was... A high price to begin with, uh, but whatever. Um, I dude, think really, I think it's a direct it's result the of pre-orders chip or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, like, if they had pre-orders that were high for the fifty-dollar game, I think it'd still oh. be fifty dollars. Oh, I agree. But yeah, I, agree. I think that's part of the reason. So I have played the game for four hours. If you own a 3DS, you should buy it. All right, now I'll, I'll ask you this, and I, I assume you might not have a full answer yet, because you're—I I would assume—just close to halfway through the game. If it's a uh, ten-hour game, no yeah, I guess. So, what maybe. what makes this stand out from other Resident Evil games? Uh, well, it's slower paced than four or five. Um, there's a lot more focus on—I mean, if you guys played the demo, you know this—a lot more focus on scanning the environment for stuff. Uh, which does not bother me. I can see it bugging some people. Uh, but, you know, thankfully, you know, you don't have to scan the room to find, like, a key. Like, yeah. the key will be there. But ammo is really pretty scarce by itself in this game. But if you scan the room, you'll find often more ammo, which is very helpful. Uh, but... You know, the game does such, does such a good job of sucking you in. And, the, and if you use headphones, um, the music is, the sound is amazing. Um, and it's just, it's just like a full Resident Evil game on a handheld and it's spooky. Like Resident Evil 4 and 5, those weren't really scary at all. They were more like stressful. Um, cause you know, you'd, like in Resident Evil 4, you'd get into a room, and there'd be a whole bunch of dudes in there. You're like, oh shit, I gotta kill them all. You're not really scared. You're just more like you're stressed out because you have to deal with all these dudes. Yeah, like you need to crowd control. Right. And this game is like the opposite. Like it really builds tension well. And you'll walk into a room and there's like, oh, one bad guy, but 
he's hard to take down. And, you know, the whole time, you know, for the last 10 minutes before that, he's been kind of ramping up to something. So it's pretty cool. And the first I'm... boss is hard. Hmm. But it's excellent. What? Cool. <laughs> that is very, very good to hear. <clears throat> and you get um, to you get to look at Jill's sweet ass the whole time. <laughs> uh, only you, Zach. Only you. <laughs> um. So also in the financial briefing, moving on from the Resident Evil Revelations, uh, you know, talk. I always thought of it as Resident Evil Revelations, like your relations. Like maybe Jill is having relations with that Parker <laughs> dude. I don't know. Although maybe, he's maybe. he's annoying as shit. Yeah, I heard uh, some of the characters that they introduce are, are really bad. Yeah, yeah, they are. Like, and because <laughs> th- because this is a interquel game, you just know the story's not going to have any thing to do with the other Resident Evil games. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we also found out with part of this investor thing that the Wii U controller is going to feature near field communication functions. That's cool. Um, basically, it's like the Skylanders Portal of Power, but without the portal, and it's just a controller. So, like, you could have a card, um, it can make, you know, entering credit card information really easy. Um, or you could, you know, buy cards or buy an actual physical item, object, and put that in the game. That's nice. Um, and that sounds pretty cool. That means, uh, I love that means Skylanders, the next Pokemon man. is going to be that. <laughs> yeah. I, I have no problem with this. I, I saw Skylanders, I'm going to be broke future. <laughs> In the last staff says, I mentioned how um, something about Pikmin 3 using figurines like Skylanders did. And with this I, announcement, that's kind of something... Yeah. Somewhat in the each. realm of possibility. You will have to buy Pikmin figures for right. each individual Pikmin. Like, I, I, I don't be... see them doing each individual Pikmin. But... Eight bucks a pop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could be part of how, you know, Pikmin 3 will leverage the Wii U controller. It could use near-field communication. Yeah. And that could be kind of cool. I would, I, I'm very, very excited for that game. And the more I hear about the Wii U, I get more excited for that. Yep. Uh, to see what the hell it's going to be. Um, we did find out some of what the online potentially might be, as Nintendo made Nintendo Network uh, an official thing. It showed up on the box art for games such as Theta Rhythm, um, and it just kind of looked like it was replacing the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection. But this is actually going to be something kind of wholly new, um, or at least an improvement. It's going to be for 3DS and Wii U. And instead of focusing on specific features, Nintendo wants to have a comprehensive service so basically you can have the communities built into it, you can have tournaments and digital content all through this Nintendo network, as opposed to kind of having it divided between WiiWare, the DSi shop, um, you know, Nintendo Wi-Fi connection, individual things for each game, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. And it does go into something that Nintendo talked about, I believe in the fall, where they said that they were going to have it so you could view the eShop online. And I assume that when Nintendo Network gets off the ground, you will probably be able to, you know, look at all the stuff related to Wii U and 3DS online. Yeah. And just yeah. with, you know, finding out that Nintendo Network is going to be the name for both services, I don't think we're going to see that until Wii U comes out. Yeah. That's just my my guess. I would guess that as well. Yes. Um, also, at this financial thing, um, <laughs> we also found out that... uh. You know, we want us into microtransactions, despite kind of being against them previously. 
Yeah. Um, he, you know, um, I'll just read part of the news story that Alex Kalafi wrote. Iwata stated that Nintendo plans to keep an appropriate level of flexibility in its handling of micropayments, but also remarks that Nintendo must keep a similar level of strictness to account for its younger audience. And he also further goes to detail about the idea that they want to make it easy to, you know, pay for things, but they don't want to make it too easy that, it, like, you know, you unwillingly spend money. Um, I see. Which I think is nice because there are, I mean, I know some of the Facebook games do kind of put you in that position where it's like, oh, you click the button, oh, guess what? You just spend a dollar. Like, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Um, but there's another quote from Iwata. We have a belief that our games should be a trusted brand for a very wide variety of consumers, including children and casual users who are not so familiar with the trends of video games. Therefore, we would like to have regulations with a certain degree of strictness so that consumers will get a sense of reinsurance from our games. And Nintendo really wants to have that extend throughout, you know, their third party, their third party developers and publishers as well. And it is the kind of thing where I think that they might be strict with it, but at least for me, what his words, he wants to allow other companies to do what they want. Um, so I guess, you know, maybe we'll be seeing the e, the dreaded EA online pass with yeah. Wii U, which is oh, a little God. disappointing. I can see it happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than that, there were also thoughts about how, uh, you know, Iwata said that Nintendo will make their bold online move when the time is ripe, which, I mean, that, what do you guys feel sure. about that? About Nintendo taking the sweet ass time and waiting for, you know, the instance where the majority of the consumers are online as opposed to just a fraction? Well, if they haven't done it by now, the time <laughs> it's actually ripe better be when the Wii U launches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the, yeah. I mean, that's the one thing I actually, uh, brought this up in the talk back. Uh, I checked to see if anyone replied to me at all. Uh, I may have started something, I don't know. Um, but I made the comment that I was talking to a friend of mine recently about how, you know, Nintendo's online strategy is just dumb. And for the <laughs> most part, you know, you can't really deny that, that, you know, comparing the Wii's online to 360 and PS3, it's like a joke. Yeah. However, you do need to take in consideration that Microsoft, you know, they're not just building the 360, they're building games for Windows Live, the actual yeah. Windows PC, um, and, you know, all the different versions of that, the Windows Phone, so they kind of have everything going through this one system. They've also had the foresight of being able to, you know, they've been doing Xbox Live since 04, 05. Yeah. And then you also have, I mean, Sony, once again, they have a lot of backing. It just it just so happens that Sony's so divided that they're not as unified as Windows is, or Microsoft right. is, rather. Um, Although the PSN and the PSP do share basically the same OS. It's not the same yeah. OS, but, you know, it's, I mean, it's very similar. And the I Vita personally will, think for the cross-media bar... Yeah, the Vita is different, because they have that weird, like, almost... It's an iPhone, but it's yeah. not a thing. Yeah. They're circles, not squares. Right. Um... But, I mean, that's the one thing. I, I think the cross-media bar is probably one of the worst user interfaces ever made. But that's really? I don't mind it. I think it's I despise good. it. Actually, oh. no, I think the new the new Xbox dashboard is way worse than... <laughs> Man, is it ever. Bar. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I don't mean, have a Connect. This, Not everyone can, has a Connect, Microsoft. Everyone should go buy Game Type. It's only a dollar. It's by our uh, our friends over at Mommy's Best Games, and it's it's hysterical. And oh, they're I actually heard about making, that. They're actually putting in updates to make it a better game, because before it was just rushed to kind of lambast uh, Microsoft for having such a shitty uh, interface right. for downloading games. Um, but, I mean, personally, like, do I think that Nintendo's been doing a lot of great things with online? 
in the past, not really. I think now they are. They're, I mean, they're getting there, baby steps. But they don't really have the backing, so they can't really take that risk. And you look at the amount of money that companies like Microsoft and Sony lose with their online strategy. And you even look at statistics that say that, you know, the majority of 360 owners don't even take their system online. I think um, in, in the Q&A, uh, Iwata mentions the fact, or it was Iwata or Miyamoto mentioned that, I think the Nintendo 3DS is their highest percentage of connected users, and it's at 60%. And now, now the time is ripe, and you still have, you know, not even two-thirds of your users connected online. I mean, so if you think about what it was, you know, with the DS and the Wii when they were in their heyday, that, that number is probably far lower. So why would you, you know, go online heavy if the majority of your consumers aren't even going to use it? You ask interesting questions. <laughs> Do you have an interesting answer? I um, I actually don't. You know, I have absolutely no faith that Nintendo can come up with a working online strategy themselves for the Wii U. I mean, they've done it for the 3DS, but that's a much smaller scope. Um, and... 3DS doesn't have an Xbox Live like gaming, you know, game to game system. Um, you can't even see if somebody else is playing Dead or Alive online right now. You can in Mario Kart, and I assume future games will do that too. Well, I mean, you you can. It's just that uh, the problem with a lot of those earlier online. Well, you can't join. That, you can't join. If yeah, you have to actually be in the game. Right. And kind so, of have it premeditated. Like, you can back out to your friends list and see that the person's online, but there's no way yeah. to communicate with them. Right. To be like, yo, let's play online. So I, you know, I worry about about that aspect of the Wii U. Um, I And the time is right, for God's sake. Everybody's online. It's just that some people don't game online. That's the thing. I don't play online games on my PS3. That doesn't mean I'm not online with it, because I am. I like to check my messages. I like to, uh, you know, update my trophy list. You have to be online to do all that shit. You have to go to the PSN. You're going to be online. So they have to understand that being online is not the same as gaming online. I don't know if they understand but that I, difference I right that, now. I, I don't think, um, at least that the number that Iwata Miyamoto or Iwata or Miyamoto was referring to in the Q&A, I don't think that's saying playing online. I think that's connected was the term that they used, which, I mean, they okay, could be well. referring to playing online, but I assume connected to mean people have just connected their system to the Internet. They might not have done a damn thing with it, but they're connected. I really doubt well, 60% of people actually played a game online on their 3DS. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's, you know, that's the other thing. Yeah, I mean, you have it, if they come out with a game that utilizes online play well, like, oh, I don't know, a Pokemon R MMORPG, Oh, God just a for, Pokemon game God period. Forbid. Yeah, just Pokemon game period. Everybody <laughs> like, and their dog would get Kart, online. Dude? Yeah, or Mario Kart. I mean, they just have to come up. And everyone played Mario Kart online on the Wii, and everyone plays Mario Kart online on the 3DS until until those uh, Maka Woohoo courses fucked it up. Um, well, I mean that that's why that's the glory of communities is that you can exactly, make sure yeah. you're not playing with assholes. Very true. Or at least you can play with the assholes you want to play with. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they can do it, and they should do it, um, but I really hope they don't, they're not so conservative with this that they, you know, are underpowered too much. I don't want them to lowball this, because for me, 
That is the most important thing for the Wii U, is a competent online structure for, you know, going to the shop or gaming with your friends. If, if that's not in place, I'm, I don't know if I'm actually going to buy one. I mean, I can tell you I'll be getting a Wii U kind of no matter what. Right. Um, like, review review unit be damned. I, I will be getting a Wii U, I can tell you that much. Right. But I, that's, I just, just, that's just more my sensibility than anything else. I know. I'm getting to the point in my life where I'm poor. And no, I'm, I'm there too. Don't and worry. I'm busy all the time. And look, if if a system's not going to have what I need it to have, I'm not going to buy it. I never play my 360 because it doesn't have games I want except for some DLC games. Um, I have like six games on my 360. Um, I I mean, I guess while you're on that, I can tell you this much is that it'll be a very hard sell for myself to get the next Xbox or PlayStation. Oh, me too. I I mean, seriously, yes. Uh, PlayStation. I have so many I, I concerns. Honestly... I have so many concerns about the PS4. I have more concerns about the Xbox. I mean, none of the systems. I mean, we don't know anything about those two. But yeah, well, you know, I mean, what, I think what we'll else can about... they do from here? We'll, you know we'll what I'm saying? The, the next box, um, <laughs> yeah. three. But I believe there was something that came out recently that said there's no way in hell it's coming out in 2012. So I think Can't that'll be. get like the Wii U unveiling. Yeah, like I'm Wii sure. U had last yeah. year. And, It'll be Connect only or some bullshit yeah. like that. Connect box. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing. Is like I got the PS3. It was the last it completed the trifecta, and I honestly regret it. Um, I've referred to it, I think, before about how my PS3 has been broken since November, and yeah, I have okay. it packed up in a FedEx box to ship away. <laughs> and it's February, uh, almost. Right. And I haven't set the damn thing out. That's how much I don't care. Yeah. Eventually, because I own Blu-rays, I'll have to do it. But I, I mean, do watch a lot of Blu-ray on my. Blu-ray. I mean, that's why it is unfortunate because I'm like oh, I want to watch Tron Legacy on Blu-ray. Oh, can't. Shit. <laughs> hey, is that movie um, any good? I still haven't. Seen I, it. I really dug it. Yeah, it was really that, good. That that might just be me. I know there's some people that don't like it, but I really, really enjoy that movie. Nice. But I mean, like that's the thing is that like the PS3 to me is almost like worthless. It also didn't help that it was, you know, my hard drive was failing for the better part of a year before God, it finally blows. just broke. I mean, the 360. I really I play worry a lot about more. that. I mean, NFL Blitz on 360 is probably my favorite game of the year so far. Um, but yeah, now we're now we're not even talking about Nintendo anymore. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to listener mail. Um, yes. We have one letter from uh, Zach. You did not put his name, but David Cotman. David Cotman. Right? Yes, yep. and uh, I guess I will read the letter. And here it goes. David says, With all of the announcements of Nintendo Network and Nintendo embracing online at long last, the announcement of another brand new Mario game has been overlooked. Apparently there is a new 2D Mario game coming to the 3DS later this year. (laughs) Do you think there is any chance that somehow they may integrate this version of the game with a possible Wii U version, more specifically New Super Mario Bros. Me? What better way to showcase the connectivity... See what I did there? (laughs) I do see what you did there, man. That's good. Uh, Between both platforms than with a Mario game. It would give an early start to developers on how to utilize both systems as well as bringing an original Mario game at launch for the first time in over a decade. Do you think this could be a possibility, or is it just some Nintendo fans brought train? I'm right there with you, man, because I literally just said what you just said, <laughs> like, 15 minutes ago. <laughs> Press I, rewind. I did, previously, I did not previously read this letter. That I was like, As I was reading this, I was just like, oh, wow, we are on the same page, David Cotman. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I would not be surprised if we do see that. 
It would be cool. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to say about it, because no. I do not think it's a, a Nintendo fan's wet dream. Um, usually, when you look at Nintendo, whatever they did in the past, they're going to try to do again. Yep. And better. They tried connectivity before. It kind of failed. <laughs> That's like what the Wii U is. It's just the answer to that. Right. It failed in, in, the, it failed in the past because the technology wasn't there. Yeah, like in all honesty, that that's true. I mean, they tried it with the Game Boy Advance, the GameCube stuff, but it was just, you know, it was it was such a process well, to actually cost you do. $700 to play this game with your friends. I mean, uh, you know, GamePro RIP, uh, I wrote a feature for them that you cannot read because GamePro is dead. <laughs> um, if you is want the, to read it sometime. Actually, down? you know what? I just had a thought. I think I could just repost that now because GamePro is totally dead. So maybe I'll just do that. Is the um, site actually gone though now? Yeah, GamePro is is, oh, wow. is dead. Um, <laughs> I believe some some stuff is on like the like the, whatever the PC side of that, like PC Gamer or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um. But uh, I wrote an I wrote an article for GamePro that basically just went over you know games that had connectivity with GameCube to uh, Game Boy Advance, and for that feature, I actually spent a, a day or two hanging out with friends, playing all the the GBA to GameCube games. <laughs> Things are awesome. Like Pac-Man Versus is great. Crystal Chronicles is wonderful. Um, although I think Crystal Chronicles is a little overrated, but it is the kind of thing where, like, I would love to see a new version of that using Wii U. I mean, I think how you would do it... had connectivity, too. It did. Yeah, yeah, you could go to that other <laughs> island. I did not. We, I did not uh, we did I was a focusing whole on... feature about uh, GPA connectivity not too long ago. Yes, um, I was probably too busy shilling my wares to get paid. So, <laughs> good job, guys. Get paid. <laughs> um, but I mean, on that on that article, you know, I also the, the Tingle Tuner for Wind Waker, Four Swords Adventure, yep. and those are all really fun. And I could see those coming back in Wii U in a big way because yes. that barrier of entry is going to be buying the system. Yeah. Um, how are you going to do something like Crystal Chronicles without having, you know, four people with the freaking tablet controllers? I'm not sure. Right. But that's for those guys to fight, figure out and me to enjoy. So, <laughs> yeah. And but, uh, and like I say, I've, I've said it before, if Nintendo does want me to buy a Wii U on launch day, they will launch with an HD remake of Wind Waker. Yeah, I think everyone would buy that. Tingle Tuner, man. Tingle That's Tuner right. for the win. <laughs> Tingle Tuner HD. That's all it needs. Hi folks, we've got, uh, it's, it's me, Zach, again. Um, with me is Patrick Barnett again. Hello. 
And uh, Baby Daddy, Drew MG, Andy Gergen. What's up, Zach? We should just call you Mr. Connectivity because you're the one, you and Scott are the ones who are always here. That is the running joke, even when we're not recording. My my lazy ass is taking care of a fucking baby. (laughs) What a drag. Uh, I'll take that as a word of warning. What a cute, adorable fucking drag. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least at least she's cute and adorable. She's a lot cuter when she's not screaming. I'll tell you what. (laughs) But uh, yeah, she's glad to be sterile. That's all I can say. (laughs) (laughs) Too many brain surgeries for you to procreate. That's right. That's right. At at a certain point, I revoke your license. Too much of a risk. Uh, okay, well, we're, we're, we've all had some, some problems with our 3DSs, so we're going to talk about 3DS durability. And, and before we start, I'd like to say that I have owned, uh, with two exceptions, every handheld that Nintendo's ever produced. I've never had hardware problems with any of them. This is the first time. Wow. I've, um, yeah. I didn't own any classic Game Boys. I didn't own a, I did not own a handheld system from Nintendo until the original GBA actually. Wow. I had a Game wow. Gear. Wow. That was pretty awesome. But uh um, thing's huge. I saw one in a store not long ago, a used one yeah. in the store. I forgot how huge they are. They are. They're gigantic. Uh, I loved my Game Gear though. You know, I actually had a Sega Nomad too. That thing had some that thing had a few like design flaws. This problem with the Sega Nomad, which if you're not familiar with the Nomad, it's the handheld Genesis that Sega put out. Oh, that's sold, right. They sold it exclusively through Toys R Us, so no one so no one ever saw one in stores, and <laughs> it tanked, which is too bad because it was actually a really cool product. But the problem with the Nomad is that the cartridges were not designed to be handheld, and on at least 20% of the times I played a game on the thing, if I shook it the wrong way, the game would just lock up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, But the design of the system was excellent. Huh. A giant battery hog. Actually, the, the Nomad... <laughs> All those early systems were. Speaking of 3DS durability, the, the Sega Nomad <laughs> uh, didn't actually have a place in the system to hold batteries. So you either plug in the AC adapter or you attach to this gigantic battery pack to the to the back of the side of it, meaning that you had nice. no place to put your fingers. It was That's awesome. It was well designed, trust me. <laughs> the screen looked really good. Kind of want one now. The only problem was trying to play RPGs on it because the text was freaking tiny, but it was still oh. an excellent little handheld. So I you played. Play your, you, you I play played a lot of um, Force on the on the go. Yeah, I, actually, I played like an entire like two or three seasons of Tecmo Super Bowl uh, <laughs> on on the Nomad. It was the best handheld football game I think that exists today. Still. <laughs> anyway, Tecmo Super Bowl. Get my ass well, back on wrong, a podcast. What's wrong with your 3DS, Andy? Um, my 3DS. So after I got my 3DS at launch, um, the first thing I noticed was let's let's start with with the big one and kind of work our way towards the the smaller issues. But the first thing I noticed was that the the greasy vertical lines that would often appear on my top screen after having my my 3DS closed suddenly stopped coming off when I would wipe them off. Mm-hmm. Um, I assumed, of course, like they were just like grease marks from your fingers touching the bottom screen frame. Cause that's the problem, right? The problem is that the bottom screen sits inside of a plastic, 
a plastic raised frame. And when you close the system, the rubber feet on the outside edge are not enough to keep that frame from touching right. the top screen. So yeah. as you, you know, as you put your hands on the system, that the, your, your, the grease from your hands gets on that little frame and it wipes off on the top part. So at first you think it's just greasy smudge, but for the lucky few of us who have those rubber feet that are not the proper size, I guess, um, those greasy lines quickly become uncleanable scratches. Uh, Mine's at that point, too. Yeah, and um, that was the first thing I noticed that just kind of made me, like, take a step back and be like, what were they thinking? Like, how could this not have come up when they were, like, looking over the the design of the system to, to look at potential design flaws? Like, that's a, that's a big one to me. It really is. Um, on top of that, also... An- another part of that problem, though, is that it doesn't have the nice grease-resistant finish that the DSi does. No, yeah, you know, it's got it this. It's got this darn shiny finish. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the more I play with my 3DS, the more I admire the design of the DS, the DSi and the DS Lite. But I think even specifically the DSi, because I don't think I appreciated how nice that matte finish was until I lost it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same, same with me. Other problems I have on my screen is that... Um, Towards the middle on the bottom part of the screen, there seems to be what what appears to be an uncleanable smudge mark on the inside of the screen. It's um it's pretty small. It's probably about the size of like um I don't know a couple of pinheads side by side. You don't yeah. really notice it unless the screen is really bright. Um, then it's clear that there's some there's something there. Um, and I don't know it's. It's one of those things that, like, it wouldn't have bothered me if it was by itself. And maybe it might have, but all the other things I had going on together. And, of course, the the, the, the problem after that is the shoulder buttons, which is, which seems to be everyone's common complaint. Um, and this is, appar- this is apparently a problem that stretched back onto the DS Lite and the DSi, but I never experienced it. But, uh, yeah, DSi yeah I remember problems. that. Yeah, one day I was playing Ocarina of Time, and I noticed that my camera wasn't centering. Think, no, it wasn't the camera. Actually, I don't think it was the camera. It was that my ocarina button wasn't playing the ocarina note. I could no longer Z target. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And so I like backed out to the D, the 3DS menu to see if it if that shoulder button launched to the camera, and and it didn't. And I started to panic a little bit. And um, I even think I think I even went so far as to fill out a repair request on on the website. And then I did a little bit of googling, and I found a thread. That said that occasionally foreign matter gets stuck in there, and if you just kind of blow really hard at the That's crease right. around the button, mm-hmm. it will fix itself. And so I did that, and it actually did fix itself. But hmm. the problem is that ha- I d- this happened to me like three times where it would break and then it would fix itself. Um, so I don't know. Like I have no confidence that this button is going to work long, long term. Um, yeah. When and on top of all that – Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, when my DSi started, it had the same trigger button problem or the RNL button problems, and I just kept blowing into it to fix it, and it just kept it kept getting uh, quicker and quicker. It would come back until it's basically completely a problem, and it won't go away at all now. Oh, that's so frustrating. How how long did it take for that for it to become an unfixable problem? Um, oh, I, it took a while for me to actually notice that it was an issue because I was playing a lot of games that weren't L and R button compatible. But I think it was when I was playing. Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story, probably about a year after having my DSi, is when sure. I really mm-hmm. started noticing it. 
was really bad. I think I think you'll find it'll be a little harder for that to go unnoticed on the 3DS just because the games are more complicated. Um, yeah. They're N64 ports. Like, there's a lot of N64 ports. They're gonna use as many of the buttons as they can. Um, I think that's gonna. Yeah, I think you'll. I think it'll be the buttons are gonna get more abuse. So this is a problem that comes from abusing the buttons too much. It's gonna. It's not gonna go away. It's gonna be more more relevant. Um, in addition to the problems that are already there, <laughs> I have. I've actually damaged my own 3DS. I had. Um, I had the cradle sitting on my nightstand. Um, and I had it charging in there, and then I was browsing the, the browsing the web on my iPad before bed, and I put the iPad on the nightstand in the dark, and of course, what do you know? I knocked the 3DS off of the nightstand, and oh. it shipped it shipped the corner of the of the R button, uh, and I got really nervous at first because the part that shipped off actually got stuck like underneath the 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 springy part, so it wasn't clicking anymore. Um, but I actually, I got that little, the little bit of plastic out and now it works the same as it always did. It's a little bit looser cause there's just less plastic there, but it seems to work okay. Um, when I sent my, my 3DS off into repair, I, I made a point to mention that I had done that so that they didn't try to like blame all of the other problems that I had on the fact that I had dropped it. I was debating like whether or not I should mention it. And uh, risk them calling me when they got my system and being like, "We're not repairing this. You clearly dropped it." Or <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe they wouldn't even notice. I, I don't know, but I figured I'd, I'd bring it up beforehand just to just Wait, to alleviate see. that, yeah, the possibility. But yeah. I did send my 3DS off for repair. Uh, you know, it was it didn't take long. Like I had the thing back in like a week, week and a half. But it happened to be the week week and a half when Mario Kart came out and the 3DS update came out and Pushmo came out. Hmm. And Everything so, came out. Yeah, everyone was talking about how awesome 3DS got suddenly over the course of a week. <laughs> oh, and I had just, I had just gotten a, a review game. The last game I reviewed for the site, actually, um, WWE All-Stars for 3DS. Had, I had just played like a day of that when I decided to go ahead and send it in. So I was I had, I had Mario 3D Land, Mario Kart, and uh, WWE All-Stars I was just sitting on waiting for the system to come back so I could get even more of the games that came out for download, but... It was a good re- it was a good repair experience except for they didn't fix the smudge, they only fixed the screen with the with the the um, the, the glass lines. yeah and honestly like the the lines are, are still coming back on a temporary basis which yeah. tells me that they didn't fix the problem which is that the feet are too small yeah. so I have no confidence that this problem is really fixed but the good news is that when you mail off your system for repair they extend your warranty for another year. At least, nice. at the very least, on the issue that they repaired, I'm a little fuzzy on whether or not, like, the extra year of warranty is full coverage or not. But yeah, either way, if the lines come back anytime between now and next November. I should be, I should be set. And I, I mentioned, nice. I mentioned the shoulder button issue to him on the phone, and he said he'd have them look into it. But I don't know. I was really kind of hoping they'd just send me a different 3DS so the R button would be would be uh, fixed again. But yeah. they didn't do that, so oh well. How about you, well, Zach? You How, what, what's I, your uh, what's your beef? My my beef is that um, well, I have two different beefs. My my first beef is pretty similar to yours. I have the two vertical uh, lines on my screen now that they won't go away, despite many many microcloth wipes. Yeah. Uh, I don't like that it's a dust magnet. Oh God, yeah, it is. It, it really I is. I mean, it really is. And then. You know, if you don't use a microfiber cloth and you try to just wipe it off with your finger, it gets finger stains all over it. 
uh, and that's no fun for me. But I also have, uh, I'm really worried about my face buttons. They feel really soft. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you hold down the A button for several games in Mario Kart, and I just start thinking, how long is this going to last? Uh, so I'm, I'm worried about those, and I am worried about the shoulder buttons because of what you guys have been saying about them. They're just so tiny. Yeah. And they have no weight to them, so I, I am worried about that. But my, my main gripe is the vertical lines, and, and after you told your story, I'm, I may as well try and send it off. The, the guy on the phone that I talked to seemed to be I think he actually said specifically that that's an issue that's come across before. Like, I don't think you have to, like, try to convince them to repair it under warranty. Yeah. Like, they the they didn't have to – it did not take them very long to just be like, oh, yeah, that happens. We'll go ahead and fix that. Good. Good. Well, you know, it's not – just doesn't seem like the best put-together system that they've put out. Well, you know, like, with the CirclePad Pro out there, and we talked about this on newscast, you know, once upon a time. Like when the, when the CirclePad Pro first first was was announced, like uh, the whole I, the whole like the the scare was, well, of course, this is definitely going to lead to the um, the redesign. And we just got the system. We paid 250 bucks for it because I think the CirclePad Pro was launched, or at least just talked about before the Ambassador program really came about. Um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think I think it was. Um, but now I'm kind of, I mean, I don't really want to buy another 3DS, but I'm kind of itching for a redesign. Like, I, I don't really want to spend the money, but if I have the money to spend, and that's a real big if with a, you know, baby and whatnot, but yeah. um, I would love to have a better version of this handheld right now because I'm, like, the only thing that I don't like about the 3DS at this point is, is not, it's not the lineup anymore. The lineup's great. Um, I don't like the way the system feels. I don't like the, it doesn't feel like it's durable. It doesn't feel like... Like, I can throw it in my backpack and, and, and be good with it. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm a little worried that, well, before I go into what I'm worried about, Patrick, what are your issues with the thing? All right, well, I have those two grease lines like you guys talked about. But also, on the left-hand side, the left-hand line that appears, there's, like, I have a tiny, minute scratch on the screen. It's not really a smudge like you talked about earlier, but it's an actual physical scratch. I'm not sure how that got there, if it was a... Something with the lines, like maybe something was resting on that ledge. I'm not sure. But then my other issue, I'm not sure, I was telling Zach, I'm not sure if I'm just crazy, but occasionally when the screen is brighter, I notice a horizontal line across, it's near the top section. It seems like a just a row of pixels is out in the screen. I'm not sure if it's just me. Ooh, that's not good. I would send that in. That's absolutely worth sending in. It's barely noticeable, but it's just... Occasionally I see it, and I'm just like, why is that there? <laughs> you'll, you'll notice it more now. Yeah. That's the same with my smudge. Like, if you just looked at the screen and said, hey, what's wrong with this? You probably would. Like, if you, if you handed my 3S to someone and said, look at the screen and tell me what's wrong with it, it would take them a while to, 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 to notice the smudge. But once you see it, you can't <laughs> not see it. You can't unsee that shit. Once you know there's an imperfection there at a screen you're staring at for, you know, 30, 40 minutes at a time, it's really hard not to not to keep seeing that over and over again every time the screen gets brighter so it, it shows up. I can't look at Otzel anymore in Pokemon Black and White without seeing the dick on his belly. <laughs> Speaking Thanks, of Neil. things you can't see. <laughs> I, I'm considering, you know, 
at some point sending my 3DS back and saying, hey, look, I asked for this to be, be repaired, and, and it didn't. Um, I don't know how they, how they would, re, you know, reply to that. respond to that. Um, but they generally have pretty good customer service, so it might be at least worth the, worth the phone call that it would take. Um, I don't know. Now, here's an interesting thought about uh, buying a new 3DS, Andy. Uh, will all your games be re-downloadable? Well, they were from DSi to 3DS, so I don't see why not. Oh, you're right. And they have a system. They have a system transfer functionality built in, so I would expect that would be the case. I would hope so. Um, whether or not your like friends list and uh, friend code would get ported over is another question entirely. Mm. Um, but I don't. Have, I'm not really worried about them being able to transfer that shit. Like clearly, that's a lesson they they learned from. I would hope many many negative customer feedback surveys on the Wii. Um, yeah. <laughs> Especially if they're going to launch a new system. I mean, they have to expect that a, a lot of their their core customers are going to buy a new 3DS when it comes out that already have one. So that's got that that's got to be built into their plan from the beginning. And if it's not, they're they've learned nothing. And I don't think they've learned nothing. Like I think the the 3DS experience shows they've learned quite a bit. Yeah, um, I agree. I think maybe they've kind of come to realize that the things that they hold near and dear about video gaming is not necessarily what their customers do. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, they have this clean and clear vision for what a video game system should should be about, and I think they finally come to realize that not all of their customers share that exact vision. Right. The rest so, they, of the so, world. so they have to be flexible. Yeah. Whether or not they're capable of being as flexible as they need to be, I think that's that's a question that will be answered with Wii U. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I, I keep seeing, saying that E3 will be really interesting this year. I really don't I mean, see a. I really don't really see a interesting new 3DS. last year, but but they'll actually have to tell us what it can do this year. Yeah, I. I'm keeping my expectations for Wii U very tempered, but at the same time, it's moments like this where Nintendo tends to tends to do something unexpected and surprise us. I mean, my expectations were Wii for for Wii before I learned about what it did were actually pretty low, and I came away from E306 pretty excited about it. So. I'm keep, keeping my expectations tempered and kind of hoping that they do something besides show off what they showed last year at E3. Because if all they have this year is a kind of an extension of what they showed last year, I have no confidence that that system will sell to anyone except for us. Hmm. But and I, and I honestly don't see them announcing a new 3DS anytime soon, but maybe next holiday. Like, I don't think... I think maybe it, well, maybe do you think they'll they'll announce it at E3. They'll be like, you know, 3DSi coming out Christmas. Maybe. Yeah. Not nothing sooner than holiday 2012. Um, and it's gotta have something more than just CirclePad Pro, and a better battery, and a better form factor. Like I think it's I think there's got to be a clear reason for it to exist besides just being better designed. Like I don't better know better cameras. Yeah, maybe better cameras. I don't know. I I feel like they've already milked a lot of their customers too many times on just buying a a better built version of the exact same thing. I'm not sure yeah. that. I mean, I guess the customers have shown they'll do it, so maybe I'm wrong. But <laughs> I, I I kind of feel like we're the problem. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of feel like maybe maybe they can't pull that off again. Just saying it's the same thing but built better. That right. That kind of feels like. At a certain point, a little too much arrogance for them to repeat that same 
pattern over and over again. Like, at a certain point, you just got to build it right the first time, but I guess that doesn't sell us another $200 system in, in a year and a half, so. Well, I certainly think that the next 3DS iteration will have a circle pad, you know, pro built on because I, I was surprised. I was genuinely surprised that Nintendo is forcing Kid Icarus to have three, uh, circle pad pro support because previously the first party stuff had ignored it. Um, yeah. So they, they must be catching on that they're going to need the second circle pad. It's unfortunate that the implementation of circle pad plus for Kid Icarus is limited to a left-handed mode because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot better use for that particular item on that game, but yeah. far be it for me to design their games for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, next, next 3DS will be interesting, and, and we should all send our 3DSs in to get fixed. Yes, absolutely. If you have those two those two lines, send it in. Get an extra year on your warranty, if nothing else. Why not? Okay. Couldn't hurt. I will. But actually, when you do, Zach, um, ask them to clarify whether or not that extra year is specifically for the things that they fix or full coverage. Because I'm kind of curious. I didn't really ask him to clarify. So if you wouldn't mind no, doing I'll that, ask. let me know. I'm, I'm kind of curious. I will. All righty. Well, that's all we got, I think. Anyway, there anything, you go, folks. Anything else? I'm good. All right. I'm good. I'm good with my soon-to-be-broken 3DS. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. All right, folks. Yep. Thanks. Bye. shop games that have come out in the month of January, for the most part. Um, once again, I'm Neil Ronahan, and with me is Zach Miller and Patrick Barnett. Hello. And let's kick off with probably the thing that least interests all of us, and that's the Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games. I think I got that. I, yeah, I think you got that right. Yeah, yeah, I think I got the order of that right. Um, I played the demo, read some impressions. I'm not really that impressed. Um <laughs> It's a Mario and Sonic game. It was pretty games. <laughs> kind of reminds me of Deca Sports Extreme, which I know uh, Zach and I, we, we both reviewed that. That was not um, great. And that was like, it was okay. And I assume that this game will probably be like, you know, like, if I were to play it, I'd probably be like, eh, you know, it's not terrible, but I wouldn't really play it again. And that's what I felt about the demo, is that it's like, it's not like it was totally awful, but I would never play it again. <laughs> like, so I, I deleted just... it immediately after playing it and downloading it. How many, how many, how many... Things do you have? How many times do you play it? Oh, 30. Okay, well. It's pretty Each good. Each game in the demo itself, they felt like uh, you would only play them once, and uh, I would never go back to them again. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, it's different. Like, there were, you know, some sometimes in those minigame collections, they have a good high score element. And this one, it's just like, bleh. <laughs> Did you have uh, a favorite game out of all the five that were in there? Um, the BMX one kind of reminded me of Excite Bike. That was probably my favorite. There you go. I like the swimming. I thought it was the most interactive. And... The swimming, like, I didn't really get the swimming. Like, it seemed like you had to do the circle so quickly, but then, like, you sacrificed doing them right. You you didn't have to complete the full circle to get points. It was, like, whatever you had when it completed. Okay. So you, you could be Maybe I should download this do. just to see how shitty it is. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you just play through five events. Um, there was, like, this weird, like, target shooting game that's stupid. There was a soccer <laughs> like one. Reflexes. <laughs> There's a soccer one that's called football, I guess, because it's the London 2012 Olympic Games. That mm. one was probably the worst. Yeah, that was pretty bad. And I forgot Trampoline. The, the, the yeah, tra- trampoline's okay. I mean... <laughs> it was easy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's the Mario and Sonic demo. I believe this week we might be getting a Metal Gear Solid 3D demo. Oh, sweet, um, but I don't Because have... I have mentioned that before, and it makes sense, because yeah, actually, if you look at... um, Okay, so I guess the first demo that we got was Resident Evil Revelations. comes out on February 7th. The next one that we got the week after was Mario and Sonic. comes out on February 14th. And on February 21st, Metal Gear Solid 3D comes out. Now, from, from what I've heard from the Japan crew, you really need that Circle Pad Pro for Metal Gear 3. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I played the demo at E3 and promptly stopped playing it because it was just really bad. Don't you aim with you aim with the face buttons? That is never good. I mean, I don't remember exactly because that was a long time ago. I just remember being really excited to play this game, going and playing the demo, and just putting it down within five to ten minutes. Like just being like, I I don't even want to deal with this. And then I well actually. It, this legitimately happened where I went from Metal Gear Solid 3D right over to Resident Evil Revelations and was blown away by Resident right. Evil Revelations, yeah. which is humorous because the year before when there was just the like the 3DS videos, I was super excited for Metal Gear Solid 3D and did not give a shit about Resident Evil Revelations. Oh wow! So what a difference a year can make. Well, I have Metal Gear 3 on the on the HD now and it's uh, it's sexy, so I can't wait to see how taking pictures of things in your house. And turning them into camo works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, the reason why I'm excited for this is that I play my 3DS more than any other system, and I never I do play too. Metal Gear Solid 3. So. Oh, dude, it's the best one by Yeah, far. I always wanted to play it, but it was just, I mean, I didn't really play a lot of PS2. Um, oh, yeah. And I think when I played Metal Gear Solid 2 on my PS2, it was when Metal Gear Solid 3 was brand new and I didn't feel like spending 50 bucks on it. No, I wouldn't either. Although I, I, uh, in... I bought it when it was $50 and then I, I bought it again uh, when it was $50. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, by the time it dropped in price, it was uh, the next generation of consoles and I didn't really play my PS2 too much. When's that but Circle Pad Pro supposed to come out, yo? Um, February 7th. Uh, oh, same perfect. Day as Revelations, twenty dollars at GameStop only. Oh, that's right. Well, I yeah. won't be getting CirclePad Pro. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, also on the eShop, we've had two virtual console games in the past month. Technically, now, be- one of before them was- we talk about the eShop, I have to let our listeners know that Patrick Barnett, James Dawson, and Neil Ronahan are all dead to me. That's because we don't think Mighty Switch Force is the second coming of Jesus. Which, ironically, <laughs> Zach doesn't think so either, because he gave the game an 8. What? Let the record let the record show 
that if you look at the review scores of the majority of the eShop <laughs> games compared to Mighty Switch Force, the other games have higher reviews. <laughs> I think all of them do, almost. Yeah, except well, for Sakura Samurai, but that's because well, that's kind of a piece well, of Well, um, didn't Danny review it, and he gave it a 9? Oh, yeah, he he did. I think he gave it an 8.5. Okay. That's still higher than Mighty Switch yeah. Force, isn't it? <laughs> so, eat your words, Zach. <laughs> I'll give you that I think there is an argument for Mighty Switch Force being better than Pushmo, which is part of the reason why, yes. yeah, I mean, it was part of the Good. the end of the year top ten, and Pushmo wasn't. It yep. came down to a coin flip, quite literally, because yep. <laughs> we, we had a vote in a meeting, and it came to a tie, and I, didn't, I couldn't pick, so I just flipped a coin. Mighty Switch Force won. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do things around here. Real scientific. <laughs> and then I hated you forever, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> Neil's but, dead. Um, Neil's dead to Patrick. So before we talk about the eShop, uh, the eShop download games, let's talk about the two virtual console games that came out real quick. Uh, Bionic Commando, which is the uh, original Game Boy one, not the Game Boy Color one. Which is uh, much Elite better. Forces, which is made by NST and was seen as a lot better. Um, I played Bionic Commando for Game Boy. I got it on virtual console and I quite enjoyed it. It's kind of just like a smaller version of Bionic Commando, and it works well on a portable, especially with save states. Um, I'm pretty sure it had a password system back in the day, so that probably was not fun. But with save states, it's a very entertaining game. And if you're a fan of Bionic Commando, it's totally worth the, the 3 or $4 that it, that it costs. Um, and the other game is Lock and Chase, which is apparently Data East's version of Pac-Man. Excellent. And supposedly it's not that terrible in the Game Boy. It's believe, probably better than the Pac-Man. Pac-Man is actually already on the eShop. Yeah, but that version of Pac-Man is terrible. It is. I I, uh, I covered that for Game Pro, and man, I wish I could. I wish I could have saved Game Pro money by not spending money. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, how much uh, it I own that game on the original Game Boy. Don't know yeah. why. Don't know why. But apparently, Lock and Chase is a better version of Pac-Man. Yeah, at least it's a clone. But um, yeah. So that's the virtual console games. It's been kind of slowing down on virtual console, which is unfortunate. I wish we could actually see like eShop games and virtual console games coming out in the same week, which I think did happen one time this month. Yeah. Which I actually think uh, VVVV and or VVVV VVVV <laughs> and Bionic Commando came out on the same day, and I believe Lock and Chase might have come out on the same day as Zen Pinball 3D. Um. So let's get on talking to those games. Um. VVV, VVV is friggin' awesome. Still have to um, buy it. That game is incredible. If you haven't played it, like, Zach, get off this podcast and go buy it right now. <laughs> I have it's my 3DS probably, right next to me. It's, go get it's, it. <laughs> I, mean, I, played it, I played it before the 3DS version. Um, I played the, the, the Flash demo, and then finally when I actually joined the 21st Century and got Steam, um, luckily there was a sale almost immediately after I got Steam and I got it. Played through that. Like, three weeks later, I played through the 3DS version, and I just adore that game. It's, you know, great music, like, great gameplay. It's just a lot of fun. And there's a ton of bonus content in this game, too, um, that adds, you know, it's like, I think there's like 20 levels or so. I think so. it's 18 of them. Okay, 18. I think it's that, six per page. Yeah. So, That's... each one of those is roughly... Well, I mean, some of them are longer than others, but probably on average, it's about the size of the main game. Yeah, I did two of them, and two of them took me about five hours, I think. Yeah. Oh, shit. And the main games, I mean, the main game's only, you know, if if you know what you're doing, you can probably do it in an hour, hour and a half. I think it took me two. Did you collect all the little trinkets? I I didn't get the the Veni Vidivici one. I've never gotten that. But I've gotten, like, I think I got 18 or 19 on my first playthrough. Or at least my 3DS playthrough. Because my first playthrough was technology computer, and I bypassed trinkets on that one. 
did you think it was easier to control on the computer or on the 3DS? Um, on the 3DS, but that's more because I'm more used to it. How about you? I've never played the computer one, but oh, I, okay. I thought it controlled easily on the 3DS. Yeah, like I have, I have no complaints in either platform, but I'm just more used to controlling the 3DS than I am using the computer, because I don't really play that many computer games. But seriously, Zach, buy this game. Okay. It is well worth the $8, I believe it is. Well, I bought Mutant Muds for $9, so... Clearly, <laughs> that's at the and and it was not worth nine dollars. Great game, I but nine dollars? Come on. Um. So let's move on to the next game before we get to mutant muds. Uh, we'll go with Zen Pinball 3D, which is a really cool game. It's so um, good. <laughs> it's I mean it's it's four pinball tables. It looks really sharp in 3D, and it's just you know it's a great pinball game. I I realized pretty quickly um, after it came out that I I'm not good at pinball compared <laughs> to most other people as my scores have been duplicated, and then I started playing Mutant Muds and stuff like that and got distracted. But I still just love... I love playing pinball games, and these are four mostly well-designed pinball tables. Um, some are better than others. I like Excalibur a lot, and the End of the World one is also very cool. Um, Patrick, what ones do you like? Um, Excalibur and the, uh, the Space Defense table. They're yeah. by far the best. The other two, they're just, like, more flat, and there's not much going on on them. Yeah, I do not like the Shaman one. Yeah. Or the, the Uncharted one. Yeah. As, as I like to call that. Excalibur like is probably by far the best. There's, there's yeah. so much going on because you can, I don't know, there's so much you can do. You can joust, you can, like, fight the knight, you can try yeah. to get into Mordred's castle or whatever. Have you gotten the multiball on that table yet, Neil? I don't believe... I think I've only gotten the multi-ball on uh, the Earth Defense one. Because the multi-ball is my secret, too. Basically, um, we, we talked about this last week, where uh, I was number two on the leaderboards because of some stupid online error. But now I'm back to number one. It finally recorded that score online. So, <laughs> number one in the country. <laughs> back to how it should be. I'll have to change my name to NWR Patrick, so everyone can see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Now, I got Zen Pinball on... Uh... My iPod touch, and it performs poorly. So I this immediately deleted fine. it. Um, this performs fine. Um, I hope these guys uh, do follow through with DLC. Um, they have talked about it, that they're going to do DLC, and it's just a matter of time before they, Nintendo kind of approves it. Are they going to do the Marvel about, tables? That'd be cool. I, I hope. That would be really awesome. I hope there's, like, Nintendo-flavored ones. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um. But I, I know Aaron pointed this out, um, that from what they said about two, three months was when we'll find out. It kind of puts it around GDC. So maybe we're going to be seeing a GDC announcement about DLC on the 3DS. Maybe some kind of reveal about it, too. So that would be kind of cool. Isn't that around the time that Fire Emblem is coming out in Japan as well? Um, I think that's what that's mid-April. GDC is the beginning of March. Oh, okay. So. I mean, it is, it, it is possible. I mean, we definitely know the DLC is coming with Fire Emblem. Yeah. And, I mean, we know Zen Pinball is going to have DLC. It's just a matter of when. And their official, uh, Zen Studio's official word is sometime in the next two months or something. But, yeah. Zen Pinball 3D. Really cool. And then there's Mutant Muds, which uh, I love the crap out of. It's my, it's, I wouldn't say by far because there's so many good games on the eShop at this point, but it's my favorite eShop game. Um, it's from Renegade Kid. They made Dementium and Moon. And I, I really just enjoyed this game. It's a great platformer. Um, you know, the art style looks really 
I mean, it's it's you know retro, and it looks really nice in 3D. It has a different la- layers. It reminds me a lot of a uh, Wario Land Virtual Boy. And I, I know I've said this in the review, and I say this to pretty much everyone who asks me about the game, but this basically just feels like Wario Land Virtual Boy meets Gargoyles Quest. And those are both two great games, so, I mean, that's a good pedigree to be compared with, in my eyes. Now, I like the game because I think, and apparently nobody else does, it stars you. But, but I'm not blonde. <laughs> and much younger. I imagine it's... I don't even really like water. I, ima- <laughs> I imagine it's... Little Neil Ronahan jumping around saving the world from mutant muds. I mean, it was when I played the game. But then a lot <laughs> of other people played the game and soiled that experience. <laughs> some of the some of the last levels are uh, really, really hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it does ramp up in difficulty kind of nicely. It starts off pretty easy. And then, I, ac- you know, I actually think more. it's more of a, a vertical slope up towards the very end. Well, I mean, that's fine, because that's the, that's the last challenge. Indeed. I wish there I was mean, a boss. I mean, it just doesn't really, like... I mean, I guess there could be, but I, I don't think it's lacking anything by not having a boss. I guess not. Some you can kind of, kind of see the uh, secret rooms as their own individual boss. That's true. Thing. That's true. Yeah, the, dark, I did, the dark world stages, if you will. Yeah, I did like <laughs> how the secret worlds, uh, they reference... You know, there's V-Land and G-Land, and they're yep. both in the, the Game Boy and Virtual Boy kind of color hues. Oh, man, I wish that the character really sprites touch. were black and white and red, too. Oh, they're, they, they're not in those? No, no, they're not. They're the, no. they're colored. Oh, yeah, yeah. Makes me uh, sad. I still think it looks really cool. I didn't find those challenge rooms to actually be too hard. Or challenging. No. <laughs> well, it, it's a kind of, it reminds me of, like, the, the challenge stuff from A Boy and His Blob. Where it's not necessarily that it's that yeah. much harder, but it's more concentrated. You gotta focus like, a little more. You know, like there might be like a trick to it that once you figure out that trick, you'll be able to get through it. I mean, I there were a couple stages that, that gave me hell, but for the most part, I mean, it would just be a matter of time. You know, I might might get screwed over by an enemy. You know, that might happen, but yep, yep, good game. Everyone should get it. Yeah, it's totally worth it. Just like the other two games we mentioned. <laughs> Which I should um, buy. Yeah, and to wrap up this segment, uh, we're going to talk about the game that, by the time you hear this, will already be out, and that's Sakura Samurai Art of the Sword. Um, that's published by Nintendo, and I found out today, actually, it's developed by Grounding, which is people that, like, they did, like, I think they worked on, like, the Panzer Dragoon stuff. They're working on Project Draco for Connect, uh, hmm. and supposedly they did Sakura Samurai. Although this was just someone on NeoGAF mentioning this, so I don't, I haven't really been able to check the validity of that. But it seems to make sense. Like, um, you know, Japanese company making this game just seems logical. Right. Um, cause Sakura Samurai is basically, um, to put it succinctly, it's like Punch Out in Feudal Japan. But <laughs> if they tried to, like, make Punch Out a full game, and, but just have the same gameplay, so what it is is that, like, you go through these different stages that are really just single, for for the most part, except for the three, like, boss stages of the different regions. Um, just single-screen things where there's a mess of enemies, and you attack them one at a time, and, you know, you have to dodge and then attack, and you need to look at their tells and stuff like that. Some very, very punch-out-esque. Um, and you have a couple items you can use. You have, like, a health item. You have something that'll sharpen your blade, because your blade, if you, like, mess up, it'll dull and do less damage. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also frogs you can throw at enemies, um, and also, uh, like, 
throwing knife things that you can throw at them too. But I mean that's the entire game, you know, dodge, attack, dodge, dodge, attack. <laughs> and that's the majority of the stages and you basically have to grind through those areas. You want to, you know, get coins and stuff so that way you can go to the town which there's three different towns and they all look different, but they're really just the same exact thing. Um there's there's an inn that you can uh you can sleep at and heal and the inn's also the only place you can save which seems kind of dumb for a uh, for a portable game because you can only save when you go to the inn and there are only three inns in the game and let's say there's something like 25 stages like it's kind of i mean it's just like uh you know save save and quit or something would have been nice but it's just kind of frustrating i actually did have a moment where i thought it did save automatically early on and then I just had to restart the game. <laughs> but it's like, because they don't tell you, like, you know, this is how it saves. And I, I mean, granted, I'll, I'll give that a little bit to me, you know, being a gamer, a gamer of the modern age, just kind of used to everything saving automatically. But, you know, it's a it's a handheld. Like, that's kind of, it's kind of silly. Um, And also in the town, there's, you know, a shop where you can buy items. There's a blacksmith that you can either level up your sword. You can level up your sword once per town, so you can get up to a level four, at least in the first run through. Um, and you can also sharpen your sword to, you know, make it make it all nice. And there's also some mini games where it's just like, you know, time the slices to cut fruit, and then you get more gold. Then you buy more stuff, and you beat the game. You unlock some, some like the gauntlets. You unlock expert mode, which is just the game, but a lot harder. The same game. <laughs> the bosses are really cool, though. The bosses are, you know, a lot bigger than your character, and they're usually a lot more challenging. That's kind of where the variety comes out. Because other than that, it's just kind of the same crap over and over again. It's not like it's terrible. I mean, the game looks really nice, but it just... It it doesn't really go anywhere. Like, it kind of just builds and builds and then ends. Or it doesn't even build. It's just the same damn thing the whole time. Does the 3D effect add anything, or is it just I there? I mean, it looks nice. Like, I mean, gameplay-wise, not really. It just looks nice. Like in Mutant Muds, it actually added because of the layered effect of... Yeah, I would have to turn on the 3D effect in Mutant Muds sometimes, just so I can know, like, what area I'm jumping in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like it's not like it's a terrible game. I'm a little surprised at all the, the rave reviews it's getting from people. Um, but, I mean, it's not like it's... Terrible. If you buy it, you might enjoy it. Like I didn't despise it. I just don't think it's that good. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. Yeah, I'm rambling. <laughs> <laughs> these we need things to end happen. This. Um, I guess next month, uh, if we do another one of these, we'll be talking about, I assume, maybe that jet rocket surfing game. Uh, Color is 3D, so that means we oh, won't yeah. be talking about that. That's just like a drawing app. So maybe Zach will be all over it. Yay. Um, and Dylan's Rolling Western might be coming out next month, for all we know. Were those other two confirmed for February releases? No, they're just the only ones that I've seen listed as Q1. Um, I'm just hoping that, uh, the eShop doesn't dry up. Yeah. Nothing. Well, we're also, there, there's a, oh yeah, Samurai Sword Destiny came out in this time frame too, I believe. I guess, <laughs> I guess Zach. Oh, Zach? Do you have anything to say about Samurai Sword Destiny? It's shitty. Okay, moving on. Uh, UFO Interactive <laughs> is also putting out another game that people seem to think looks really good, but Samurai Sword Destiny was pretty bad. Right. And this is just like a rhythm game where you're like, uh, I think it's, what is it, Zombie Slayer Dio? And you're like a rocker who has to, <laughs> you know, time things 
to destroy zombies, and it looks like it's the same thing as uh, Samurai Sword, or, right, Samurai Sword Destiny, that's the name of that right. one, it's Samurai not Sword Samurai. Samurai Destiny, yeah. Too many games, Samurai really games. <laughs> yeah, but it's the kind of stuff where it's just like, you're really zoomed in on the sprites, it looks like a freaking giant Neo Geo game like that, where the sprites are huge. Um, I don't know, I mean, people seem to like the trailer, I seem to remember that it's UFO Interactive and don't care. Yep, exactly. But, yeah, that's the eShop. eShop is best shop. Um, I think we can all agree on that, it's pretty awesome. I hope it keeps up. I, I hope it doesn't falter. Oh, me neither. At least, uh, or at least when it does falter, hopefully there's a lot of good 3DS retail games to come out. And maybe we'll get some more virtual console stuff, too, because hey. I, I love that. Yeah. Alright, well that'll wrap it up for episode 20 of Connectivity. Fifth of the way to 100. Can't wait. As always, you can send us listener mail to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. And if you get a chance, as I always say, if you could just review us on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. We seem to get a new one every week or so, and uh, we love reading them and love getting them, so thanks a lot. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week.